Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm Nelia Hutt, and I am so happy that you have come back to hear another episode. It means so much to me. Um, today, I've got a really special lady here. Her name is Liz Rotherham. She's from the UK. Welcome, Liz. How are you? Hi, pleased to be here. I'm from the UK. <laughs> I love your accent. I know we were just talking about that. <laughs> I know it's it's great. Everyone everyone does in, in you know in Canada and the states. They love my accent. It's great. <laughs> Thank you so much again for coming on. So Liz is a um, mental health and well being coach. Um, she is the founder of Heads to Minds, which is um, in the works of becoming a charity. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, it's quite a long process, but we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. She's also a um, holistic coach. Um, she has a passion for healing and for spirituality. Um, she's a mental health trainer. And really, she just wants to lift people up with positivity. She also wants to help people with past traumas. And if I could quote her, she said to me earlier today, we need to learn how to control our minds before the mind controls you. So I found that so, so powerful. And just the message of that is so incredible. So Liz, can you um, tell us a little bit about you and, and where your story began so that um, the audience can get to know you a little bit better? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so where, where do I start, everybody? Um, I, you know, if... if if you saw me now, you wouldn't believe um, what I've actually been through. However, um, I, I've wore a mask for years, probably 32 years, um, you know, putting on a smiley face that everyone thought everything was okay. Uh, no one actually asked me, or, or maybe in, in passing, are you okay, Liz? And you go, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. But then never asked again. So I never expanded on what actually was going on in my life. Um, and there was a lot of trauma. You know, I was bullied in primary school. I was bullied in secondary school. Um, I entered a very domestic, uh, violent relationship uh, where, unfortunately, I was hit about. And, um, you know, also in a mental relationship as well, which is just, you know, physical and mental. When you've got both going on, it's just not a good combination. But I never spoke about it. I kept it all to myself. I, I hid it away. Um, you know, there's a lot of bullying, there's a lot of jealousy and things like that. And I just kept it hidden and put on this mask to the world that everything's okay. 
everything's okay in the world of Liz, um, but it really wasn't. You know, I used to drink um, alcohol to try and dull away the, 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 what I was going through. Um, and unfortunately, you know, I did get, I did get involved in drugs. I, I don't like admitting it, but, but, you know, I want to be totally open and honest. I went through, it was awful. It was like a self-abuse because I was trying to get away from my life, what was actually happening to me, you know? Um, and then eventually what happened is um, I had a massive breakdown because I think my brain and my mind couldn't cope with the amount of information that was being stored and I wasn't talking about it. I was not talking about it. So eventually, you know, like a computer, when it overloads, it crashes, doesn't it? And that's what happened to me. Yeah, I had a massive breakdown. Well, I'm, so, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, life is hard and it's hard enough going through it alone. But when you feel that you either can't talk about it or maybe you're just not ready to talk about it or when people don't ask you for the second time, how are you? You know, it is just, it's, it makes it so much more harder and it makes the problem so much more bigger because the more you think about it and the less you're able to talk about it, it does make it into this huge, huge, like how you won't even know where to start with it. You know, I used to work at a place where a gentleman um, would ask his clients, you know, how are you? How are you? How are you? And in, in passing. And one day the client answered, you know, I'm really not doing well. And the person didn't really listen. They're like, okay, okay, that's good. That's good. Let's continue. And it was like, well, hold on a second. You didn't even take the time to listen to the person's response. You know, and sometimes I don't know if this is true for you, but sometimes people ask me how I am and I say I'm fine just because the answer is really long. And it's like, where do I start? Do they really, really want to hear the truth? You know, so I appreciate you bringing that up, you know, and, and what you said about wearing a mask. It's so exhausting. You know, sometimes we are the best actors in our life. You know, so I, I'm so glad that uh, you realize that and you're able to talk about all those things now. Good for yeah. you. Yeah, no. Oh, thank you, Naila. Uh, do you know, I need to pronounce your name right. What, tell me what your yeah. name is again. Nelia. Nelia, that's it, right. I might remember <laughs> that. I'm not, I'm not good with that. Nelia. You can, okay. you can call me Nell if that's easier. Nell. My friends call me Nell. Do you know, thank you, Nell, because I struggle sometimes with my words. So thank you for that. Um, do you know what? That is so true. And you know, you've hit the nail on the head about people actually listening, you know, people asking the question and then carrying on their merry way. They're not listening. And I actually teach in my training, part of my training is active listening because it's so important. And we were given two ears and one mouth. So yes, go, let's use them. And I found that, you know, all through my life, when I maybe did start to talk, People weren't listening now. People were not listening. So do you know what? I didn't, I didn't talk. I just shut up, zip, zipped up. And I think that's what happened because exactly like what you said, people weren't interested. So I didn't, I didn't tell them. And then eventually, like I said, I had a breakdown um, and went into a massive clinical depression. Absolutely distraught. Couldn't stop crying. Um, I don't know. I, I, it wasn't like me. I could not stop. It was like Hoover Dam's walls had broken. That's how it happened, you know? And my sister took me to the doctors and I couldn't talk because I was so overcome with the emotion 
of what I've been through, I couldn't talk. So she had to explain and they put me on uh, Prozac. I don't know whether you've heard of that. It's an antidepressant. I'm on it. Never mind, oh, heard oh. of it. <laughs> well, there, there you go, girl. You're on it. Oh, my it's goodness. Yeah, exactly. Well, I tell you what, it really helped me at the time. And then what happened, because I, I suppose the relief of it all coming out, um, I the following year, I had three things actually happen to me in the month. And I'm talking really good things. So promoted at work. I had a nose job. Oh yeah, I had a nose job because I used to have a little bump. It's on. really cute. I got to oh, tell you guys. It's cute. <laughs> cute little nose. But it wasn't. It was huge. And I was so insecure about it. Oh my goodness. It used to affect everything. I thought I was ugly. All through my life, ugly. I had this big nose. Oh my goodness. Everyone's staring at it. You know, so conscious, so insecure about my body. Oh my goodness. I used to think I was like a man because I had no boobs and no... Oh, it was horrendous, honestly, now. And, you know, it was that as well. So your body image affects you. So then you don't talk and you become insecure with blokes. So you let them control you. Anyway. Such a lonely place. It is such a lonely place. And if you can't talk or you don't feel able to, you feel so alone, like you said. So you start drinking or trying to block out how you feel. So it's just horrendous. Anyway, the following year, so I had, yeah, going back to my nose job, I had that, so I'm quite pleased about that. And that happened in a very bizarre way. But anyway, it happened. And um, I got promoted at work. And then I left my controlling boyfriend after eight years because it felt like it was a prison sentence, believe me. And it, the relief was unreal. And unfortunately, what happened, I went into um, psychosis. Mm. people who don't know what psychosis is it's where you actually lose irrationalization of the brain and to the point now I got so in a state of euphoria I actually thought I had magical powers to stop a train right wow I thought I was Jesus's sister I thought I was here to change the world and no matter what anybody said to me I was convinced about this now, I'm so grateful and blessed, and I thank the Lord, you know, the source or whatever anyone believes in. I thank, you know, my lucky stars because my boss spotted the signs and symptoms of, mm. of his family who had similar manic episodes. And he called my parents who came to pick me up. I was jumping up and down at this point saying, you're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. I, I can stop a train with my hand. They took me to a mental hospital. And I was put in front of a panel of doctors and they said, you hear voices, you hear voices. I didn't, my, my head, I thought was going to explode. I had so much thoughts and you know, like we have a lot of thoughts anyway. Well, times this by a zillion. I had so many thoughts. I thought my head was going to explode. And they, they diagnosed me with uh, bipolar because I'd gone through depression and then obviously at the other extreme, sectioned me in a mental hospital, uh, and I was, yeah, sectioned. And you know what? I'm absolutely so grateful I was because it saved my life. Because I tell you here now, I would have, I would have jumped in front of the train, not because I wanted to end my life, because I had superpowers, you know, frightening, absolutely frightening. Mm. But yeah, yeah. It's, wow, that's, thank you for sharing that. Um, I'm sure it made you feel very out of control. Yeah. Yeah. Now, out of control, I was off the Richter scale. And, you know, psychosis, um, 
it's not talked about very much because people don't understand it. And I do talks about it because I want to educate people and not frighten people. I want people to understand it because anyone in going in psychosis, oh my goodness, is, is one of the most euphoric states, but also one of the most frightening because you get paranoia. You think you're being bugged, you know. And when you're in that state, just if you could explain to me, because um, I have I have not experienced that. When you're in that state, can are, are there, do you go in and out so that you can tell? Like you're, there are times where you're afraid, or is it always just you know euphoric, like in that state of you know the superpower stage? Or do you does it go in and out where you feel um, there are times that it's just frightening to you? Like it, could you feel both things at once? Yeah, do. yeah, I've had about 10 episodes and um, I'm not unfortunately, I wasn't going to say unfortunately because it, each time it saved my life and I've probably been sectioned about 10 times in a mental hospital. Um, and that is because, you know, one, when I was depressed because I wanted to end my life then, but also a euphoric state and also paranoia. So I've experienced like euphoria beyond anything that, you know, some people, unless you've experienced, can imagine but also paranoia where I have been absolutely petrified because I've hallucinated and seen something that to anybody else wasn't there. But to me, it was there. Do you see what I mean? So real. Yeah. So to me, it's re real. The only way I could describe it if, if to help people try and understand it's I like when you're on a film set and it's your worst horror movie um, and it's your reality. Or it's like a film set where it's something that's so amazing, you know, it's your reality as well. So that's the only way I can describe it. But it actually, it's your, yeah, it's your reality. It's, it's bizarre. It's the most bizarre thing. So thank goodness for that person who helped you. Oh, honestly, never. somebody finally, it was like a godsend, like an angel came down and just, because he recognized it in his family, you said. Mm. Yeah. That is why now I do my training. I train people up to spot signs and symptoms so we can avoid a crisis. Too many people's life are ending their own lives through um, completing suicide. And frankly, I want to stop it because if awful. yeah, if I can train people up to identify mental health potential manifestation, then I will do it. I'm on a mission. I'm on a serious mission to sort of educate, help, support people and change, you know, try and help change this, this world to, um, so people are positive, you know, people have got hope and things like that. That's yeah. I'm on a serious mission. <laughs> no, thank you so much. You know, it, it's, I was, I was speaking with a lady, um, just the other day, um, and she'll be coming up as somebody that I interviewed, Michelle, and she, um, she lost a friend to suicide and uh speaks how about how traumatizing it is and how people now i think between the ages of nine and 24 nine mm. where you don't even understand the, the the what it really means you know it's yeah i love that you're trying to help those people because they really you know loneliness is it's very difficult because you cannot even begin to move forward you cannot even have hope when you feel that you're not being listened to so you know i hope that that it was your boss you said right yeah 
Yeah, I hope that he realizes how much he actually changed your life. Yeah, he does. Yeah, no, I, I have thanked him. I thanked him like, oh my goodness, like, every, you know, when I see him and even when I saw him three years ago, I went, I am so grateful. And he went, please don't be silly. And, but he doesn't realize. Yes. But um, yeah. The impact. He was, he was yeah, he's, he, he was a godsend, you're right. He was like an angel sent down from heaven and um, yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're you're teaching active listening because if more people could do what he did, you know, you wouldn't have had to wait that long. You wouldn't have had to suffer so long. And when you're in that state of deep depression and and uh, paranoia and all those things, you know, you don't. Sometimes it's not even that you can't ask for help; it's that you don't even know you need help. Like your, your thoughts are so overtaking and your feelings are so overtaking that you do need somebody to say, Hey, something's wrong here. You know, even a lot of people aren't even in the position of, um, getting to where they're comfortable talking about it. But I don't know if this makes sense if I'm saying this properly or not, but, um, just in people that I've spoken with and in my, my experience, when you're lonely and you cannot see outside of that, there's no way you're going to start talking. Like there's no way that you're going to be sharing. And I think it's as important as it is for us to come on and share our stories on this show. It's just as important for people on the other end to be there for us, to learn how to be helpful. You know, I don't think it's just enough to to just say we want to help we actually have to do something like have some movement we need to start you know whether even if it's you don't know how to help somebody find out you know find out because this is somebody's life like i know we talk about suicide like it's you know it's it's such a common household name now but when you really think about it it's you know you live once you're here you get one chance if that per it affects so many people, that one life, you know, even if you could change one life, it it's worth a lifelong mission of trying, you know? Mm. No, definitely. And also you're right, actions speak louder than words. You know, a lot of people can play lip service, but it's actually doing the action and actually doing it. And I I, I believe my mental um, health condition started when I was six. So I experienced something when I was six. And if someone had said to me, Liz, do you want to talk to me about it? Do you want to, do you know what? I can honestly say I probably would have done because mm. six, you, you know, if you have something like traumatic happen or something massive happen, if someone is there to listen to you, now it could be a teacher, it could be your parents, it could be anyone. But if someone's there to listen to you, you're more likely to open up at that age relate to you and not hold it all in and I held everything in and then I just carried on holding things in because people weren't listening to me and you're right you know listening is so imperative and you know I I, I encourage people to speak out but believe me you know it took me 32 years to actually speak my truth and even then even after being diagnosed with bipolar um I, and then I was sectioned, it took me years to be myself because I had judgment, I had discrimination, I didn't get jobs, you know, I had friends turn against me because they didn't understand it. It was horrendous. And I, I kept hiding away, I kept hiding away. 
And you know, I sound probably confident now, but believe me, I'm 49 years old. It has taken me years to talk out. So it's not easy. You know, when I do podcasts, I do Facebook lives, people just think it comes naturally. No, it doesn't. I have anxiety like everybody else. You know, I, my stomach flips, I feel sick. You know, to a certain degree, that is helpful or that is the norm. However, when it affects your daily life and, you know, you can't do things because people are judgmental or making comments, you, you become insular and you don't talk out. And, you know, now, especially since lockdown, what's happened and, you know, I'm really sorry for all people that have passed away and, you know, I send my love to them and, and, and people who it's affected. However, it's really, made, yeah, it's really made me take a step back and actually look at myself and think, do you know what? I don't care what people think about me now. I'm going to speak my truth. And, you know, I am a scatty there. I'm a scatty, you know, I'm, I go off tangents and I random and I, you know, I am, but that's me. That's my personality, you know? And finally, after 49 years, you know, I can actually, when people look at me as if to say, oh my goodness, you know, look at her. I'm not letting it bother me now. But it takes a lot to do that because people on the whole can be very judgmental about how you look, how you talk, you know, who are they to, to say that? Who, you know, who are they to like dictate that, you know, oh, oh my goodness now, I do get on my soapbox. I do apologize to everybody, but honestly, seriously, what? Woohoo, Liz, I yeah. love it, I love it. Good for you, no, Liz. But what is wrong with people now? You know, honestly, I, all I want, okay, in this world is for people to be happy, right? Uh, we all go through challenges in life and we all go through crap, all right? Now, it's how we deal with it and whether we wallow or we actually think, no, okay, this has happened for a reason. Let's go out and get there. I give people hope. I want to raise people's vibration. I go out and I chat to people. You know, I'm a happy little soul. We've only got one life, like he says. Let us make the most of it, okay? So I do, and people say to me, my goodness you're full of energy and and i want to give that energy to people because i want them to be happy you know and no. i just want to help people and people laugh they say can we have a little pot of liz can we have a little pot of liz do you know what i'd love to put a little pot of liz and give them to you because i've got so much energy but i don't drink anymore so i've got no alcohol because alcohol is a depressant in itself and you know, I, I used to love it. I used to binge drink, oh, nothing more drinking loads of wine. But no now. And I've noticed a huge difference. You know, four years I've not drunk, all right? But I've also changed my diet. Congrats. You know? So I'm now vegetarian and vegan. So I mix between the two. Oh my goodness, it's given me so much more energy. It's, 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 it's just looking at your life, you know, and, and things like that. But it's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy because it isn't. And you're right about the loneliness. Breaks, it breaks my heart when I hear people. So, you know, that go through that. So I just want to, I'm just here to help really. No, that's, I love your passion. I love that. I love it. And I hate it too. When people are judgmental, it's like, who are you that you're better than me? Yeah. You know, and they don't know that you're suffering with what you're suffering with. They don't know that you're suffering with low body esteem. Uh, all these things, you know, like, they see somebody put uh, well put together and not a care in the world. They don't know. They don't know. And that's why kindness is so important. You know, one smile can honestly be the difference between somebody on their way 
to jump in front of that train and you just stop and say hello and distract them mm-hmm. even for, for a second and they turn around and start walking in the opposite direction you just don't know the effect long term that you have on somebody oh my goodness. you just don't know no, i totally 100 percent agree with that distraction because someone might be in their own little world thinking do you know what I'm going to end my life or whatever. And you saying morning or even hello, it could be like, it could take them out of that mindset, that, you know, that absorption of what they're doing or even a smile. I practice random acts of kindness every single day. Oh, I love that. I do it. I do it. I did it. I did something at work. I did a happiness challenge. And one of the challenge was every day you have to do three random acts of kindness. So I people at work all involved I did it for charity. They had to pay me £10 for charity and come on, let's do this challenge and go out there. And you have a ripple effect. The more people that... Yes. You can spread it. You can spread it, you know. But um, it's really funny you should say this, right? I'm just going to go back now to what you said about people don't know what goes on in um, your life and what what, what you're going through and can be judgmental. So I'll give you a scenario what happened to Mm. um, about a year ago. So this, I, I went, I, no, sorry, it's not a year ago. Uh, probably, sorry, about five years ago. I, I went to get some petrol and um, I just, I would got an, a nice car. Anyway, <clears throat> I, um, there was a, there was a, there was a, I went into the petrol station and paid for my petrol. And I turned around and there was a girl there that I used to work with. And I went, oh my goodness, Claire, so pleased to see you. Like that. <laughs> anyway, she went, Liz. I didn't recognise you, la, 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 Anyway, about, I've, I met up with her recently and she said, Liz, I have to tell you something. And I went, what? She said, I feel so bad. And I went, why? She said, well, about five years ago, she said, I saw someone in the petrol station. She said, I saw this most beautiful lady and I thought, oh my goodness, look at her. She's got everything. She's got a nice car. She looks nice. She's skinny or whatever. And, I, and, and she was feeling down and she said, and she said, I actually thought, bitch, like that, right? Now that mm, okay. very common. Right? Yeah. And anyway, she said, I feel so bad because you turned around and it was you. And you told me, <gasps> right? You told me you said you'd just been out of a mental hospital and you'd just been sectioned, right? And I felt so bad because I'd looked at you, I judged you for how you were, your nice car, mm. your clothes and stuff like that. And then you told me about a week ago, you just got out of a mental hospital. And I went, yeah. I said, she said, I feel so bad. And she, I was so pleased that she told me. And I said, Claire, don't. I said, because thank you for telling me because it just reinforces what I think about, you know, you look at someone and you don't know anything, all right? That person could be the most beautiful person in the world, but you don't know their insecurities or anything. So please do not judge someone by their like book by the cover or what you see because you do not know what's going on in their life wow what a story i know absolutely absolutely and you know even if okay so we all do this sometimes you know like i'm guilty of it even without thinking about it and then you catch yourself and you just because you know it's wrong you feel so bad Mm. but what if that person has it all together what if their life is great? Why are we not happy for mm. them? 
you know why like oh bitch because you look good and you have the car like but why why do we have to belittle other people's happiness to make us feel better like so even if that person is you know i hope that they have a good life and i hope that you know all these positive things are happening but why why is it that we have to put other people down to raise ourselves up no i know and do you know what i hold my hands up years ago i you know i probably did the same because i was thinking oh you know and and i've changed my life around because what I've maybe been through, you know, learned a lot. And you know what? I am so happy when I see someone who's beautiful and that, like that. I'm so happy for them now, but I've got through that stage. So do you know what? That is a very good question. Why did I, maybe because my life was rubbish, maybe because I felt down and I didn't, you know, but you're right. Why do we do that? So yeah, I hold my hands up probably 25 years ago. It's awful really, isn't it? It is. And I think, yeah. It's tough because we also we also see these things in other people a lot faster than we do with ourselves, you know. So if somebody else does it, we're, we then we tend to judge them and say, "Hey, you were judging this person, but but we're doing the exact I same know. thing." Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's like this vicious circle. Yeah, but I tell you what, I do a lot of I um, do I practice a lot of gratitude. So I'm mm. extremely grateful. So every single day I write down 10 things I'm grateful for. You know, I'm grateful for, you know, when some people say, oh, it's raining. And I turn it around. I turn it around and say, well, it's watering the plants. You know, and they go oh, yeah. oh, like that. Because it doesn't matter whether it's sunshine, rain or whatever, you're alive. You know, I add yes. a scenario and I say, well, I've got two dogs. I said, dogs don't matter whether it's snowing raining or or whatever they are happy to go out and have a walk so maybe we should take a leaf from their book do you know what i mean and they love you unconditionally there's no judgment going on or anything is it they're just so happy to see you you know you you go out for 10 minutes you come back it's like you've been away for a year it's true you know it's so true we we can learn a lot from from animals well, we can sure. can't we do you know what i mean yeah we yeah can. Oh my goodness. Oh, and we're the only ones looking after them. They, they rely on us for everything, mm. you know? So it's amazing. It's unconditional. It is unconditional. It Come on. Honestly, seriously, we need some kindness in this world. We need people yes. to be kind to other people because as I said before, it would be a ripple effect and we could potentially change this world into a lovely, happy, you know, it's going to take a while. But, you know, it only needs one person and then you can spread it. You can spread it, the joy and happiness, you know? Oh, so true. Like I challenge my son um, to go to his school and he's got 400 kids in his school. And I said, if one person picked one day out of that school, it would cover more than a year, right? Yeah. yeah. So every day something in our town would be happening, something positive. If every student in that school just took one day a year because see my my son runs a homeless drive and it's only one day a year and he's been doing it since he was six so he's 13 now and it's not because he's better than anybody else it's not that but at six I was so proud of him and honestly I learned my kindness and selfish selflessness from him as an innocent child you know 
And I told him, I said, you need to go to your school. You need to talk and you need to encourage each student to just do one day of something. It doesn't matter what it is. You could be, go to a senior's home and, and visit somebody. Go to, you know, go to your local, um, you know, basketball court and start up a conversation with somebody who's on the sidelines. It doesn't matter what it is, but that would be a year, a year of kindness and just one act per person. It doesn't actually take a lot of effort. Like one thing I always say is to give love is free. So there is no excuse whether you're poor, whether you're rich, whether you live in Canada, whether you live in Ethiopia, whether you live, no matter what, we all are people. You know, we all need that love. We all need to feel like we belong somewhere. Mm. We all need to have healing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, one day at a time, you know, one kindness movement at a time. I love it. I love what you're doing. You know, it's great. I can't wait to check out your website. Oh, bless you. Now, do you know what? What a lovely thing for your son to do. Oh, my goodness. I do the homeless as well. Oh, my. That is just incredible, that is. And what a fantastic idea of yours doing that. Because you're right. That just one one day and one act. Oh, my goodness. You, one day. You've given me an idea now to do something here. Because I do a oh of, great I do a lot of events and I do challenges and things like that and I'm going to keep that because I'm going to use that if you if that's all right with you of course something of course and do something here in that sort of respect and do a challenge for charity and do something like that and get people involved you know no that's great yeah because we've been able to do it from um, you know just me and him on a cold day you know in the middle of a windstorm and snowstorm to like 30 kids now every year and and the kids get so much value but you know what whether it's food and blankets and whatever we're providing it's the conversation that these beautiful people tell us these homeless people that made a difference to their day somebody remembered them we stopped we weren't like walking around them we were walking toward them you know and it's the conversation. It was the feeling of loneliness that we broke, even for a second. Mm. You know, that's what, even more than the meal, is the fact that we stopped to talk to them, mm. you know, that they weren't scary to us, mm. you know. So I think there's so many ways in the world to really turn our pain into our passion. Mm. And it all starts with that one person, be that one person that asks someone else, how are you? And be willing to take half an hour for the answer. Mm. Because sometimes it's not just, oh, I'm not doing well, or I'm okay. It's like, you want to go when somebody asks you, it's like, oh, please let this person really want to know. You know, are they really, really wanting to know the answer? Because I really do want to talk about it. You know, be that person and also be the person that has the strength and the courage to come and talk about it because you don't know you don't know how many people that day are going to be changed and affected and in turn will turn around and help somebody else Mm. you know like even me and you we're on the opposite sides of the world but we're so connected yeah we did actually we connected straight away because you've got great energy and i'm very much we are energy because i'm very spiritual so you love conquers all massively 
And also, I'm very a firm believer that whatever comes out in your mouth of your mouth, whether it's positive or negative, it goes out into the universe. So if mm. you're uh, affecting someone negativity, you know, you, that energy is going to them. All right. So then they're probably do something else. Whereas if you get positive and if something, say if something happens to you like negative, I don't know, someone doesn't, you know, thank you or whatever. Don't go like that, you know, just say, okay, maybe they're in their own little world. All right. Because the more we start talking positively and what comes out of our mouths into the universe is going to make a difference because we need to rid the place of negativity and media. I don't watch any TV. I don't listen to any news. And the reason being for that is because it affects me and my mental state negatively because on the media, the majority of stuff we listen to is all negative. Well, can you yeah. imagine if you're looking at that every day, how it's going to affect your mindset? So now I don't even watch it. If I need to find anything out, I speak to my partner, but don't we now have one day a week of positive news, only positive news. Wouldn't that make a difference? Yeah, I challenge people listening to this right now to just, you know, watch an hour of the news and then go and watch a 10 minute motivational positive thing. You will be so much more affected by the 10 minute than you will by the hour. And you will change the way you do things. I'm, I come from a lot of negativity. Like I had a big challenge with that. And then my father passed away and I was like, enough is enough. I need to change myself. I need to change, you know, and it's not embarrassing to admit that, you know, I think it's, it's strong and brave to help yourself, you know, be the best person that you can be. I don't, um, yeah. So now I do try, I'm still working on it, but I do try to change everything into a positive. And what a difference. You can see so much love around you. You don't feel as lonely. Um, like you said, you don't really care as much about what people think. Well, you do, but you don't, you know, you still, I still have that bit in myself mm -hmm. that of course we all want to be accepted and we all want to be loved. And, but at the end of the day, if we're not, so be it. We still love ourselves and that's, what's going to give us a fulfilled life and be at peace with who we are. Yeah. Now I think you're an amazing person. I really, Aww. I do. seriously, I think you're, you're very brave and you're very open and honest. And also you don't apologize for how like you've, you're still working on it. Like I am, you know, I'm still learning, but also what you've done in the past that maybe was negative, but you've, you've addressed it and highlighted it and not afraid to share it because we have all been there. Do you know what I mean? And, Mm, thank you. It, it's not been easy, but it's so mm. worth it. It is so yeah. important. And yeah. in turn, I can, my son will see that and perhaps do the same. And then he might have a friend or he might, you know, like, I really do believe that if you help yourself, you're helping one person, but it helps the family, the community. You can go so far when you take that first step and it's, it's going to be hard and it's going to be um, and you might take two steps forward and one step back, you know, but somebody taught me, I just learned this on another interview that I had. I'm learning a lot from everybody is that you cannot take one step forward and one step back at the same time. 
I think it was Sean, Sean Cole, whose episode's coming up. And he said to me, it is impossible to take a step forward and a step back at the same time. And I thought that was really, you know, really insightful because it's true. One mm. thing at a time, you know? Mm. Yeah. You, you know, uh, you know, to everybody, I would say, take baby steps. Don't try and do everything at once. You have to take baby steps. And like you said, it's not easy. You know, you're going to get knocked back. And believe me, I've been knocked out. You know, me saying that I've been sectioned for 10, 10, 10 times. I've been knocked back. Believe me, knocked back, knocked back, knocked back. And you know what? I keep bouncing back. And it's all about resilience as well. You know, I, I train yeah. in resilience, building resilience as well. You know, that's strong. Um, and you know, it's so, so important because you have to sometimes, you know, the, the world just, you know, hits you and you think, oh, here we go again. But it's how you bounce back as well. So, um, yeah, it's so, so very important. But I totally agree with what you're talking about now. Totally, massively, you know, you're my kind of, you're my kind of girl. <laughs> Thank you. That's you know, a- I'm just brutally honest and some people don't like me for that. But, you know, I'm just going to be me like. If you don't like it, keep walking. But if you want to hear, you know, honestly, honestly, people are like, oh, you're so emotional. I'm like, you know what? I'm all about my heart. I can't fake who I am. No, but I love you know? that. I love that about you. You know, and that's probably why we connected is because you are very open and honest. And, and I am as well. Because what's the point in not being? You're only lying to yourself, aren't you? So it's like, yeah. I love the way that you think and I love I love your energy and your positivity and your passion. I have a question and I'm going to ask you this question because I think it'll help me. How do you knowing all that you know and coming as far as you've come? Um how do you deal with rejection? Like what is the best way because I find that sometimes a little bit difficult to be honest with you. You know, and it's it's very um I think a lot of people do. We all want to be accepted. And although which we shouldn't put too much weight on it, and I know that that's probably part of the answer, it's tough to be rejected in certain ways. You know, and I don't know. Do you, do you have a way of dealing with that that maybe could help, could help people out there that are listening? Do you know what? That is really tough because we, you're right. We all like to be accepted um, in certain ways. But do you know what? Um, I was trying to think. There is a scenario actually that's happened recently, really. And do you know what? I am, I'm really, I am really upset, and I'm still working through it actually because it's something that's happened between me and my sister, and it really hurts because it's family, you know. And I'm, and it's about rejection as well because she's chosen to do something else with someone else and not me. And you know what? It's, it's a tough one now, do you know? It's hurtful. It is very hurtful. And you know what? It's like I've been punched in the stomach. And I think to myself, I, 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 you know, I, I think, okay, I, I also ask my, because I'm very spiritual, I ask my spirit guides because I truly believe um, that people that have passed over are with you all the time. Okay, because there's signs you get, um, and if we're not aware of them, then you miss them. But believe me, absolutely, everywhere. there's signs everywhere. So I talk to my spirit guides and I say, Look, I meditate a lot, I'm very um, on the holistic approach, so I do meditate. And I, when I'm in that sort of state, I ask the question, You know, what can I do? You know, so I was struggling these last two weeks, um, because I haven't spoken to my sister. and. You know, I asked the other day, I said, what would you have me do? Oh, my goodness, what would you have me do? 
And you know the word, word that came back, Nell, was forgive. Mm. Right? And I thought, oh my goodness, you're asking me to forgive what, where I've been rejected and things like that. Because, and that was tough for me, but do you know what? If our, you know, whoever, whether whatever religion you are, you know, it doesn't matter. There is a source out there of some kind, all right? Things happen for reasons. Now, you know, if he can or she can learn to forgive what's happened in the world, then I can forgive what my sister. Now, she might have reasons and we'll have to talk about it or, you know, it's about talking and things, but it's a tough one now. So, you know, rejection's hard and I have experienced a lot of rejection. And you know what? I used to let it affect myself. Is it me? You know, is it me? You know, what's wrong with me? Why that? And you know what? I don't know. I think there's obviously, they've got a reason and I, you know, I do question it or ask them. However, that's their choice, all right? That's their choice if they want to be like that. And I have to accept that, that if they don't want to be with me, you know, I've, I've fallen out with one of my best mates that I've known since I was 16. And it's rejection. And you know what? It's really hurt. But I, did, I do like a letting go exercise. I do like a letting go. And I, I write things down and about things that are, you know, about a, a scenario. And I write it all down, do you know what? And I burn it. So I burn it out of the outside. So I let it go in. I love universe. that. That helps. But also, you know, you need to let it go because otherwise it will attach itself to you as negative energy and it will drain you and it will affect your mood all the time. So, yeah, I mean, that's all I can say is there's letting go exercises that I do. There's meditation and asking you know, your guides to help you, guide you. But yeah, the word I love that. I, yeah, the word I had was forgive. Bang, like that, hit me right in the forehead. Yeah, and I thought, gee, that's a tough one. But, you know, I'm working through it at the moment. But with others, you know, it, 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 each scenario is different, really. But it is a tough, yes. you know, it's a tough one. No, I appreciate that. that was a great answer. Thank you so much. That's, that's very helpful. And I've, come to realize through one of my um through a new coach that i have that rejection is more about them than about you mm. so it's just yeah thank you i i really do appreciate that i love it so i understand you're also learning about uh, hypnosis so i would like to have an open invitation whenever you like to come back on the show and perhaps we could get into that a little bit and talk about you know, all the positives and all the things that can come from that, if that's okay with you. Yeah, of course it is. I'd love to now. Um, <laughs> I, the power of the mind is incredible. All right. And you know, you said that saying earlier on, if you can learn to control your mind rather than let your mind control you, oh my goodness, the world is a magical place. And the reason I say that, if you deal with your trauma and empty your stress bucket, which I do training on because we become overwhelmed with what's going on in our heads, if you, if you, you know, you reach out and talk to people and actually learn that hypnosis actually works with the subconscious brain. So you don't have to face that trauma or relive that trauma again. It actually works on your subconscious. Very, very powerful. So I'm happy to share because I'm very, very intrigued and interested in this. And bearing in mind, I'm very spiritual anyway. I work with those sort of things. So it I would love that. I would love for you to come and educate me about um, more spiritual things and holistic, you know, 
and and the hypnosis I I it's not something I honestly know a lot about so I would love to be educated by you and have you come on again yeah of course <laughs> definitely yeah fun and do you know what I know you asked me a couple of questions to start I just want to say um do you know what my biggest achievement all right is actually being myself all right I've got mm. probably three biggest achievements is being myself and actually being comfortable with myself and learning to love myself first all right and it's taken a long time and not and not worry it because you've just said about what other people think because it's their issue it's not yours right you just be yourself and you know what I wrote a book last year now I've written oh yeah and I've written a book and it's called life as a roller coaster because bloody hell it is excuse me swearing sorry guys love the title yeah life is a roller coaster because it's up and down isn't it you're up and down and up and down and you know what it shares what I've been through and my mental hospital you know experience but also it shares the opinions and views of my family, my partner, my boss at work, my nieces who are 15 and 13, hmm. what they feel. Because, you know, we also need to be aware and conscious of other people, how that, you know, I've been with my partner for 11 years and he's experienced some serious episodes. Now we also, I have to, you know, be aware of what he's going through because it's trauma and traumatic for him. So I, I got him to talk about what it's like me being with bipolar. So he gives his view on it. So it's, it helps other people as well. So it's not just about me. It's about other people, you know, so. Uh, I would love to get a copy of that book. Can you sign a copy for me? Oh yeah. I'll buy the book and maybe you can, I'll pay for the postage and all that. And maybe you can just sign it and send me one. Of course I can. Oh my goodness. I would love that. Also, it goes to charity. Oh, that's great. Yeah. The funds go to SANE charity, which is a mental health charity here. A percentage goes there and the others goes to my heads to mine. So I don't touch oh. the charity. Yeah. yeah. What was the name of that charity again? The local one? Oh, SANE, S-A-N-E is the local charity here. It's when mental health. But okay. But mine's heads to minds, which is going to be a charity. So it's like I act at the moment like it is a charity because yes. we, do, we do mentoring for children. I do talks in schools and things like that. So it's like it is a charity, but it's not registered because it takes. Oh my goodness! It's taken. Yes. Already, I'm like, oh my goodness! Why does it take us so long? Come on! All Come the on. paperwork. Yeah. I know. But um, yeah, so how can the listeners, if they want to support you, where can um, they can go to headstomind.co.uk? Yeah, yeah, headstomind.co.uk. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes so everybody yeah, gets it clear. Yeah, that would be brilliant. Yeah, you know, you know, have a look. Uh, there's, there's other people's stories that are on my page and also that you'll see my journey. And um, yeah, and it, it, it's just all about, you know, kindness and sharing and giving people hope you know, hope. That's what I do because no matter what you go through, you can and will get through it. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all in for hope and things like that for the world. Oh, that's great. And it sounds like we've created two, um, two challenges here today. So number one is take one day out of your year, get a whole bunch of people, you know, get your company or something to do one thing, 
one thing, no, something that's passionate to you, but also helps somebody else. Because if you're not passionate about it, it's not going to, whoops, it's not going to go anywhere. You know, I was so passionate, I threw my pen across the desk. <laughs> so the, <laughs> the other challenge um, is to watch an hour of news and 10 minutes of just good old stories. Listen to a podcast, listen to... Um, you know, listen to a documentary, listen to somebody tell their story, listen to um, a motivational speaker, you know, do that for a week. And you will find that you will turn off the news. You will find that that 10 minutes will become half an hour will become, you know, so I challenge everybody to do that. I think that will be incredible. And already we could see change, you know, I'll tell you what now. Oh, my goodness. I tell people that. Try and not watch the news for a week or whatever. This is what I say. And then come back and we'll have a chat. And believe me, 90% of the people have changed their mindset. Oh, oh I can see that. Oh. But not only that, but take it one step further and replace it with a positive. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. It was so great to me. I could talk to you all day, but... <laughs> Thank you so much for coming and for sharing your story and your vulnerability and your strength and all your wisdom. And I love what you're doing at Heads to Minds. That's amazing. And, you know, it's tough that we have to go through these things in life, but look at the other side. It's just, just full of love and strength. And so thank you so much for coming on here. It's an honor to have you and to meet you. And I look forward to our next interview. I know. No, thank you. Now, I think you're you're an amazing person and what you do is just incredible. So um, I'm really grateful that I met you and um, thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you. And yes, everybody read that book, Life as a Roller Coaster. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.